All right, welcome to another episode of the Final Percent Podcast. And as many of you know my story, uh, I owe a lot to this incredible woman. And I figured what better person to kick off March with in Women's History Month than someone who has absolutely changed my life. So Sharon, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I am always delighted to be with you, Greg. Oh, that's so great. Well, so I actually preemptively asked a couple of uh, my team members and my clients, I said, hey, if you were hanging out with Sharon, what would you want to know? What are some of the questions if, if, you, were, if you got some moments with her? Because as I realized, if, if they get an opportunity to get those questions answered, the chances are there's probably a lot of those people are having the same questions. And so one of the ones is you, off, you are obviously extraordinarily passionate about financial literacy. How do you get into the path of finance? Because obviously you're an entrepreneur, but that's a pretty specific path. How do you get, what, what draws you into the financial literacy and the finance path on that? Well, I grew up learning about assets, learning about cash flow, learning about appreciation. And I didn't realize that most people don't learn those things at home. They, you know, they're growing up without, they basically are taught to go get a job and work hard and get a salary. Mm -hmm. And so it was when I left college and I started in public accounting, I also had the opportunity to see how many businesses succeeded and probably more importantly, how many of them failed. Mm. And I realized that there was so much education, particularly young entrepreneurs don't have, mm. and that they need to understand that. And um, it was when my oldest son got into college credit card debt. That was it. I dedicated the rest of my career to financial literacy and financial education. Oh, wow. Because people don't understand that the essence of financial independence is income from assets, not from you working hard. And that's a message that I've been screaming from the mountaintops for many years. For many years. So what skill do you think? So when you make this decision and you want to take your entrepreneur or your voice louder from the mountaintop, and what skill has served you the most? What skill that you've developed has served you the most? Tenacity. Tenacity. Yeah. You know, um, I had a, a meeting this week with the state of Arizona. I had my first meeting with them probably 10 years ago. Um, and just not, you know, kind of like being a bulldog. I'm not going to get, I'm, I'm not going to ever stop talking about the need for financial literacy oh, and good. tenacity and perseverance, never giving up. Um, a, an entrepreneur has to have that because, mm -hmm. you know, it's, success is not a smooth ride. No. It's not a straight line. There's a lot of ups and downs, and you have to be able to have the, the willpower and the dedication and the mission. Okay, yeah. It's not just that you want to do something. You really have to be, be a, have a purpose, a calling, um, and, and persevere to accomplish it because the most successful businesses solve a problem or serve a need, which inherently means you're, you're going to have a few issues along the way that you have to solve. Exactly right. And, and if you don't have the passion and the tenacity to get over it, you're going to stop right before you have your success. I love uh, the commencement speech from Steve Jobs when he says, he talks about perseverance and he said, 
He goes, I'm, but I'm talking about a level of perseverance where any rational person would quit. And he said, it's more important than any amount of capital, any amount of luck or opportunity, but that, that perseverance. So, you know, I guess you, if Steve Jobs and, and Sharon Lecter tell you to do something, they might be onto something. So, <laughs> um, one of the things that I actually deal with a lot in business that I think people really struggle with is how do you deal with conflict? So if a conflict arises either, either with a business partner or an investor or an, an employee, it feels like we're so scared to have those conflicts. What, what is a, a good method or approach that you've either seen businesses use or you've used to address different conflicts that arise in business? Well, <clears throat> inherently, when you have high emotion, you have low intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so when you are in a high emotive state, it's very difficult to be reasonable about what's happening. And so I teach people, it's very important to build systems within your business. And if mm. something is broken, manage to the system, not to the personality. Ooh, that's good. And of course, when you're going into business with a partner, you're both excited about the future. I go, plan the divorce before you get married, All right? Because you're both still excited about the future. Mm -hmm. And so, but you know, Greg and you and I are going to go into a business. I'm a little older than you are. Maybe we should talk about that in four or five years. Maybe I want out mm -hmm. and, and you don't. Mm -hmm. And so how are we going to do that? Yeah. Well, we're both excited because what happens if we don't address it now, four or five years down the road when I want to get out, then it becomes high emotion and mm -hmm. a lot of tension and angst. Yeah. And so you want to try and, you know, a lot of it's in your agreements, your partnership agreements, your buy-sell agreements. Where you, where you structure the system to deal with conflict. Yes. Now, of course, you're still gonna have conflict, and then that's a time when you have to take a step back, and if you're the leader, you have to say, okay, let the individual have their airtime, let mm -hmm. them get, you know, hear them out, because half the problem with people is they don't feel like they're heard. Yeah. You know, they have an issue, and they just feel like they're being ignored, and so hear them out, and then walk through the process of how you resolve it. I love, and, and for anyone who didn't catch that nugget, manage the system, not the personality. That, I, that alone, I mean, you know, we'll send you an invoice later for how much money that's <laughs> gonna save you because that's worth its weight in gold. Um, what does a day in your business life look like these days? <laughs> Every day is different. Every day is different. You know, I do a lot of um, a lot of meetings by Zoom these days as it relates to COVID. I'm on the road a lot, so my day may be completely different yeah. if I'm on the road to go speaking. Um, I'm writing a new book, so I have to find some time and segments to do that to be able to concentrate on writing the book. So every day is a little bit different. And what's that book about? It is How Money Works for Women. Oh, that. Well, that's a good segue. The next thing on here is talking about the importance of Women's History Month. And one of the things that I think would be, would be really interesting to talk about is what specific challenges have you faced as a woman in business being an entrepreneur? What are some of the ones that you've had tenacity and, and, 
it, it sounds like it served you pretty well having tenacity to get through some of those challenges. Well, I was pretty much the only woman in my accounting classes. And then when I started my career, I was one of the very first women hired in public accounting. So there was no glass ceiling. It was if I wanted to succeed, I had to work harder than the guys that were hired with me. I had to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And I accepted that challenge. And one of the things that that I really frustrates me now today is so many women complaining, criticizing the men that have been there in their way. Because if you understand the law of attraction, when you complain and criticize them, what do you attract? Negativity. Yeah. And so I, I really want to change the dialogue, particularly in this in, in this month when we focus on women in history and not complain and criticize. Let's celebrate the progress women have made. Is there still more progress to be made? Of course there is. Yes. But let's celebrate the progress we've made and let's celebrate the men that have helped us along the way. Yeah. Because is the greatest success is when men and women are both at the table. You get the best of Absolutely. both worlds. Absolutely. So um, one of the things that you know I would like to segue into that I think I, I want to challenge anyone listening to this podcast, um, take this time, if you listen to Audible, um, podcast, whatever it is, um, I would really invite you guys to listen to a very specific book that I think changed my life, I know changed my life, uh, which is Outwitting the Devil. Sharon had a, a thing or eight to do with that. Um, and then uh, also Three Feet from Gold, which, you know, talking about if you, if it's best when men and women are at the table and, you know, thinking grow rich or sorry, the Outwitting the Devil. I mean, you wrote that with Napoleon Hill and uh, Three Feet from Gold was with Greg Reed, right? And so I think that that's a, a good illustration of, you know, the power of, of both perspectives. And so I challenge everyone to go read both of those books. Um, you also have a new book that I think is fantastic, which is Exit Rich. Um, and this is not just when you're getting ready to get rid of your book or getting rid of your business. Um, you really, before you get into building the business, these are principles on the the um, the mortar in which you're going to build your business, so that you can actually sell the thing. So um, I challenge you guys to go through those um, because they'll change the game. And then here's the big one: um, my wife read a book called Think and Grow Rich for Women, and I've read a ton of books. I hadn't read that book. And then she challenged me to read. She said, Greg, I think you should read this book. I said, do, do you, this is for women, just to be very clear. And she's like, no, no, no. I think this is really going to give you some incredible insight and some incredible perspective on what's possible when inevitably men and women are at the same t- table in business. And I, I challenge you, if you are a woman diving down Women's History Month, read that book. But actually, even more so, if you are a man listening to this podcast right now, I really challenge you to read that so that you can have a fresh perspective of business and the people that you get to work with, not have to work with. Because trust me, it is a get to work with my wife. And if she's not working with me, my business is way worse. So um, her challenging me to do that, she's also the one who introduced me to Brene Brown, uh, Carol Dweck on mindset, which a lot of people have heard me talk about on my podcast a lot. It's a, another book that has absolutely changed uh, my life. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I love asking, you know, the people who are kind of on my Mount Rushmore or the Hall of Fame of my entrepreneurial 
people I get to hang out with is what are your thoughts on the future of entrepreneurship and its role in society? Because with AI and everything happening, it's fundamentally changing. And I would just love to hear your thoughts on where you think this whole thing called entrepreneurship is going. Well, certainly when COVID started, there are more entrepreneurs every year than there than ever before. Huge increase in entrepreneurship. The issue is if you are you are you an entrepreneur building a job or a business? And so that's the bigger issue. There's a lot of people that are solopreneurs that are not going to succeed because they're going to get tired. They're building their own job and mm. they, you know, they, they have no relief from that. And so take the time to build a business by solving a problem, serving a need. And it's only going to continue growing because fewer and fewer safe, secure jobs continue, you know, large companies continue to find ways to, um, you know, motorize their 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 company and mm -hmm. use AI get rid of the human and so component. yeah so a lot of people that are had secure jobs are no longer going to have that so they need to find their niche exp, you know establish their expertise and authority mm -hmm. and then establish the systems around it so they can truly build a business not a job that's powerful so one of the things talking with entrepreneurs um, and going to these seminars and, and watching kind of what are people speaking on, what are people teaching on. Um, and I've kind of distilled it down to you've got people talking about capital, location, marketing, employees, or technology. Those are kind of the five things I watch people. Oh, you've got to move into this space. You've got to do this or you've got to do that. Um, marketing, employees. Um, I was just wondering... If people are going to really educate themselves, where should they focus right now? Is it, you know, the marketing component, you know, location, uh, capital employees or technology? Where, where would you give the advice of a young entrepreneur to really spend a lot of time educating themselves? Well, the area you didn't mention is the legal structure. Mm. And that's where you need to start. You need to build the foundation so that what you build is sound and can be scalable. Too many people focus on the marketing and the sales and, you know, they get all excited and they're making money, but they haven't done what's necessary to provide the security for that business, mm -hmm. making sure that it's in the right kind of corporate structure, making sure they have the right agreements with mm -hmm. someone. You know, in today's world, people are outsourcing things right and left. And unless you have a work for hire agreement, you don't own what you think you do. Yeah, exactly. And right. so it's a huge issue. The other thing that so many people do in marketing, they get so excited because they have millions of followers and so in social media, but you don't own those names. Exactly. You know, right. and, and brother Google, you know, brother Facebook or Instagram can turn you off. Yeah. You need to be able to have that because it's great lead generation. But nurture those individuals, those followers, back to your website. Because mm -hmm. many companies sell simply for their database. Exactly. So build your database. Invite people home. Nurture them. Have a customer journey that supports them. Don't focus on sales because that's yeah. a transaction. Super transactional. Exactly right. You, know, you want to focus on service. Because mm -hmm. when you serve somebody, you have a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that relationship gives you a lifetime of sales. Oh, that's so powerful. So... Now, Iowa, when we were at dinner the other night, you were telling me you have an event coming up tailored towards women. Um, tell us a little bit about that. What's, what's going on there? 
Well, this is Women's History Month, so I'm doing the first um, International Women's Summit with Real Success, which is one of the largest virtual um, summits companies in the world. And it's March 24th through the 26th. I have close to 30 incredible women speakers that are going to be there over those three days. And I'm hosting the event with Forbes Riley. And it's, it's completely free. Um, you can. I recommend people upgrade to the VIP ticket, which is only $97, but it gives you access to the speakers, gives you access to premium gifts and that type of thing. Okay. But it's going to be an incredible event. I'm so honored to be, you know, to be driving it for them. And we're expecting thousands of women. It's going to be fun. It's going to, we're going to have prizes. We're going to have a happy hour. But we're also going to have incredible women sharing their stories and providing that you know that confidence. So many women have this. I'm not good enough. I'm imposter syndrome. We're going to get rid of that. We're going to blast it right out and have people stand in their own power. That's so great. And then you have a few other things that are geared to helping women equip themselves as entrepreneurs. Where 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 else can can some people really dive in with who you are and, and what's going on so that they can find that, uh, find you as a resource? Well, you certainly, you mentioned Thinking Grow Rich for Women, the book that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of mentoring. I do retreats at our ranch and mm-hmm. we have a lot of um, one-on-one um, mentoring with women as well. So just reach out to me, info at SharonLector.com mm-hmm. and we'll find out what your needs are, what you're looking for and how we can serve you. Well, that's okay. And, and, and true to form, if you listen, you know, she really is all about service. She said, you know, how, how can we serve you? And just a quick testimonial from, from me to her and, and for you guys is I, I, I truly, when I had the idea and everyone's saying, Greg, you've, you've got these ideas and you're good at speaking and you, you should do this. You should do this. I'm just going, I, I don't, I'm not good enough. I had imposter syndrome. I don't want to do this. And, you know, our mutual friend, Coach Bert, um, you know, invited me to help him out on a tour and I got to meet you. And it was just, it was such a life-changing inflection point in my life. And, you know, you talk a lot about the power of association and being able to associate with you and, and honestly have like the the mama bird kind of put her wing over me and just say, Greg, let's go this way. Like you're trying to do this. Let's, let's point you here. Hey, let's try this. And I can't tell you how many times I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, I just text Sharon and she texts me back. Like, like she's my buddy now. Like this is so cool. <laughs> and inviting you to dinner and, and, and getting to hang out with uh, you and your husband and getting to know Angela. It's, it's when, when she says, you know, how can we serve someone? It is so abundantly clear on why she has the success that she has. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I am eternally and forever thankful and grateful that we met. And uh, you, the power of association is real, but you have to be the person willing to go up and shake a hand or ask for a number and, and not quit. It's, you have to take action. Yeah, take action. That's the personal success equation is about the you know not just your passion and your talent, which is all about you, which mm-hmm. is school teachers, but it's times A for association, times A for action, mm-hmm. and plus F, all of it wrapped in faith. Mm-hmm. And so the, you know, I, I use that formula in every interview and with my clients to figure out where they need support. And usually somebody in business has 
had some success and plateaued and they've kind of gone down because they've stopped expanding their associations. It's yeah. so important to continue expanding your associations and having that confidence. You may have a mentor who's gotten to where you are today, but that mentor may not be able to get you to where you want to go. Yeah. So you want to make sure you have a mentor that's opening doors for you, driving, mm-hmm. you know, encouraging you, mm-hmm. and keeping you on task. Yeah, I, and I think that... Uh, when you tell the story, it's so fun to watch you do the in-depth approach to the personal uh, success equation. Because you know, when when you keep that faith in yourself and faith in what you're doing, and, and you find that like wrapping that in faith really is kind of the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, in today's day and age, where we're we're so subject to comparative reality, and we're subject to this, we start we we are quickly losing faith. Because we're, oh, well, I, I should be where that person should be. Or, oh, I should be further. Or, I, I, it's too late to start. And, you know, I think that the, the more we can lead by example and let people start wherever they're at and, you know, give people communities. And I think it's particularly important, you know, for the female community because, you know, watching my wife now, and she started out, she was a personal uh, or a private banker at Wells Fargo. And then she, there are so many times when I, I remember the first time I asked her, babe, you're so powerful. I really think you should get up and, and speak at one of our summits. And she was saying, I have no business telling anybody. I, I shouldn't be up there. And I was in, in my head, I was going, what? I, and I had no idea. She didn't have the faith in herself to lead people down things that she did automatic that really needed help. And uh, it's just, I think it's so important to empower uh, the community of entrepreneurs, of, 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 of women. And, uh, you know, one of the things that my wife's done for me is really opened my eyes to so many other opportunities there are to understand new perspectives, specifically in entrepreneurship, as it pertains to women in entrepreneurship. And so that's why, you know, when we were talking about it, it's like, you know, it just so happens that the biggest mentor and entrepreneur snowplow in my life is a woman. And I was like, I'm in Phoenix. Oh my goodness. She can be on my, my podcast. And uh, you just have so much, you know, love and respect from our whole uh, community. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, guys, I'm telling you, get on uh, March 24th through the 26th. And uh, we're going to have a link. Um, we're going to email it out to you if you're on our email list. And then if you're not on the email list, well, of course, get on the email list. Um, but if you are, it'll be in, or if you're not, it's going to be in the, the caption and everything so that you can connect more with Sharon Lecter. I'm telling you, she changed my life. And I just want to share cool people with other cool people so that hopefully she can change yours too. So thank you so much for hanging out with well, me. I today. just want to add. I didn't change your life. You changed your life. I inspired you, but own the fact that you took the action because so many people know what they're supposed to do and they just don't do it. So I'm really proud of you because not only did you allow me to inspire you, but you actually internalized it and took the action to create success. The consummate mentor. So um, I, I appreciate you. And I know she'll be back on the podcast. So Sign up. I got all choked up. I'm trying not to cry. Um, (laughs) But uh, thank you guys for joining us. This has been the Final Percent Podcast. Thank you.
Você 